Well, hello and welcome everybody. For those of you who don't know me, my name's Amanda Poole Walsh and I'm the founder of Astrology Hub. And today we have a very special edition episode for you. And we recorded this episode at the beginning of 2020. So it was right at the end of February, early March, before a lot of our current storyline had begun to unfold. And we've held off on airing it until now. And I personally think that now is a better time than ever for us to be paying attention to this topic. You see, one of the things that I've noticed is that with everything that's happening in the world, with all the uncertainty, with all of the highly emotionally charged environment that we're in, I personally haven't noticed a huge emphasis on the children, on how they're experiencing this, on how we can best support them through this time. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's uncertain and new territory for everybody, including the adults. So that's why I think this conversation is especially important right now, because astrology holds so many tools and keys for us when it comes to working with the children in our lives. So in this episode, we talk about the power of the, the astrology chart in general and how looking at the astrology chart of your children or the children in your life can really help you best support their uniqueness, you know, the thing that makes them who they are so that you can both see those things and also appreciate and love those things and encourage those aspects of the children. The other thing that we talk about, which has significance and so much relevance to right now is the moon sign because all of our moon sign gives us clues as to what helps us feel secure and safe and nurtured, especially when we're emotionally triggered or feeling unsafe or uncertain. And so understanding this about ourselves for sure, but also about the children in our lives can really help us support them at a time where their future is uncertain. You know, a lot of children had their own dreams and their own things that they were really looking forward to that they're having to say goodbye to and reimagine. So without giving false hope and saying, you know, we know what things, what's going to happen because we don't, we're able to look at astrology to give us insights into how to hold them in a bigger way, in a way that's actually more eternal and more true. So it has helped me immensely as a parent, and I'm hoping that it'll help you as well. And this episode is featuring Natasha Alter, and Natasha is the woman who gave me my first astrology reading. It's been about seven years now since my first astrology reading, and I can say that if I had never had that reading with Natasha, you and I wouldn't be having this conversation right now. It's because of her that I fell in love with astrology. It's because of her that I saw the potency of astrology, and it's because of her that I started Astrology Hub in, in many, many ways. So I am very honored to be able to introduce her to you here today, and I hope that you fall in love with her the same way that me and my daughters have. We, we lovingly call her our fairy godmother, and any time I have important decisions to make about my children or about myself, I always consult with Natasha. So enjoy this episode, and I will look forward to seeing you at the end of the episode. Natasha, it is so much fun to have you here. I'm honored. I'm excited. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. Um, it's always an honor, and it's such a, so much fun to be back to Astrology Hub. 
Well, and this topic that we're covering today is literally the topic that brought us together many years ago. And, you know, so that the original idea of you and me connecting was around children and how astrology can help us be more loving parents, more understanding parents, more supportive parents, and how it really gives so many tools for that. So it's wonderful for full circle moment to be back and talking about this topic again. Yes, yes. And so much has happened and we have grown through these years. So yeah, let's retake the subject on a whole new level. Exactly. All right. Before we do that, can you tell those in the audience who have not had the pleasure of meeting you yet, how you actually came to be an astrologer, number one, and then number two, why children, why the focus on children? My story with astrologer, my, my, my first encounter uh, was very dramatic and, and very faithful at the same time. Um, I uh, had a premonition at some point in the middle of my journey that I'm going to meet somebody who is going to be an astrologer. And lo and behold, I met that person uh, many, many years later after that vision. And uh, he was an astrologer and that person told me within very short time since we met that I am going to face death, <laughs> literally, in two weeks. And then, you know, we separated. He, he had to leave. So he left me with this two weeks notice <laughs> wow. of a possible, you know, of an encounter with death and, and, and everything around that. So you can imagine how it impacted me. And... Um, Two weeks after he did that, to the day, I did receive a diagnosis of a very serious illness. So when that happened, um, of course, I forgot about everything. I rushed into all different ways of healing and so on. So um, several months later, after I started to regaining my health and uh, processing everything that has happened, I just came, I couldn't stop wondering how did he know that? How in the world, a person who doesn't know me, who just looked at my birth um, information, um, could have warned me of such such a huge event. And I decided I want to know what he knows. I got to do it. So we kept a relation, we kept connection, and eventually, actually, we became um, a couple partners. We even got married. So I learned uh, directly from that prophet, you know, who warned for warned me about my upcoming difficulties. And then I picked up studies on my own, and it was everything the way it happened, the way it was set up. It was basically a plan. It was just about, you know, it was the plan that was waiting for the right moment to occur where all the necessary actors will be on stage, you know? Yes. So that's, that's my story with astrology. Um, now children, um, the thought about, um, the, uh, value that astrology can give to parents and for anybody who deals with children came as I started learning astrology deeper and deeper. And of course, as we do, we learn about our own charts and we start understanding a lot of things we could not have a grip about ourselves. 
And so um, I do remember uh, a, a, a thought occurring immediately, you know, as soon as I started learning my chart, I wish my parents known that about me. Imagine if they knew that this was not my fault or not my weakness, let's say one of my sides of my personality, but actually a natural expression of my energy. Imagine how, you know, many traumas could have possibly been avoided. So, um, since then, you know, I kept, uh, I kept uh, thinking about it. And when I started practicing professionally, uh, astro doing astrology for parents um, became one of the first um, line, uh, lines of my interest um, and lines of my focus. It's almost like a sacred work for me because I feel that children, children cannot explain themselves. Children don't yet have tools and understanding and self-knowledge enough to tell the parent, hey, look, I'm having a tantrum because, you know, I have an Aries moon and my energy needs to get out that way. So be patient with me. You know what I mean? They, they don't have it. And that's where knowing astrology and understanding the child's chart could be so absolutely invaluable in uh, supporting, you know, the, 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 the little being in its authentic and natural expression. Mm -hmm. Rather than uh, trying to mold it or uh, pressure it down or, you know, project things that are not necessarily natural for that child, we could have an access to a child in a whole different way. You know, we all want to be seen. We want to be seen as we are, as adults and, of course, as children. To be seen is one of the most precious gifts, you know, in any relationship. And so uh, the, uh, the, the natal chart provides that possibility for the child to be seen as they are, not as the parent might project, you know, their expectations, which is natural, you know, or hopes, let's say, or desires for the child to be certain way, uh, 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 certain wishful thinking, you know, or trying to uh, deny certain qualities that are maybe not resonating with the parents. Instead of, in, instead of creating all that somewhat distorted uh, perception and then having to spend years, you know, later on to wake up to actually what's going on, here we have a tool uh, that enables for that an amazing uh, understanding both ways, you know. It's just like any relationship, even with, with our partner. If we have astrology as a tool, that the, uh, it can enable, you know, you to understand the other in such so much more clear, unbiased way. Mm. Yes. And as you're speaking, I'm thinking about the benefit, the, the gift of not only being seen for who you are, right? But then also appreciated for who you are, right? Because then it's like, this is who I am and I, I feel seen and, and who I am is, is, is loved and appreciated exactly. and, 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 and no one's trying to change me. And exactly, exactly. The, the children that have that gift 
when they grow up and they go into new relationships, yes. I, I, I would guess that they won't spend that long amount of time trying to be someone they're not exactly to fit exactly. some sort of mold for someone else. Cause they didn't have to do that for their parents. Now they exactly. don't have to do that for a lover or a, a boss or, you know, whatever it is. So yes. it just, it seems like a gift that would just continually Absolutely. give throughout Absolutely. life. How many of us adults had to go through a period of unlearning so much and coming to more self-acceptance just because we, many of us did not receive that unconditionality, yeah, and reception uh, when we were children. So we had to you know, work our way to that absolute self-love and self-acceptance by learning. Here, we don't need to go through those tormentous processes, you know. We can support the, na the, the natural expression, you know. We, it's like, it's, uh, that's love. That's what love is, you know, loving, loving people, any human as they are for who they are. Yeah, well, and loving them for who they are also acknowledging their needs as individuals. So yes. being able, especially any of you parents out there that have several children, you, you know, like they don't come out cookie cutter versions of each other. Exactly. And Natasha, my, my two girls couldn't be more different from each other. I mean, they're literally like night and day yes. and understanding the nuances of their chart and how they might need to be not, not, parented differently from the standpoint of like some has all these exceptions and the other one doesn't not like that but but what they might need to feel safe and yes. and seen and comfortable yes. and yes. um and what what gifts in them to really focus on cultivating and not trying to make them the same exactly which is, exactly. Which is so easy for us to so do easy. as parents so easy yes yes that's why i've always said that each school should have an astrologer on board you know the, the 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 ability for the teacher to understand and actually approach each child on an individual basis which we actually need would be so much different mm. anyway but that's another that's a whole different topic well yeah and i mean the the list of gifts just continue to like i, I keep thinking of more things I, for example i went on a trip and um when I, so I have Madeline as a Gemini moon and Sophia has a Scorpio moon yeah. and understand we're going to go into the moons here on this talk today because understanding the moon of your child is a really easy entry point that gives you a lot of data. It's not the full picture, but it gives yeah. you a lot of information that you can work with like easily. Yes. Yes. And um, so I get back from the trip and Madeline so she was, they were with their, they were with their daddy while I was gone and they love their daddy. They love their daddy. They get along with their daddy. It's adorable, the relationship that they have with him. And, but when, when I got back, Madeline was like this chatterbox and she was like following me around the house, just talking, 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 talking. You know, we, we, I'd go down and do the laundry. She was right beside me talking, 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 get up, talking, talking, talking. And at one point she goes, oh, it's just so nice to be, because I have a Gemini moon too. Yeah. It's just so nice to be around another Gemini moon right now. I <laughs> love daddy and we get along so well. And 
I love to talk. Like, I just want to talk and I want to talk. And you get that because you're a Gemini moon too. And I was like, yes, I do get that. But one of the things I loved about that is she knows herself. Like she knows that about herself. So she's never going to feel like she has to apologize for that. You know, I, I grew up feeling kind of needy and like, why do I need to like talk everything through with people? And there was this kind of shame about it. Um, and, but I don't think she's going to have that. She, I don't think she's going to carry that because it's like, no, this is just part of who I am. And I'll find an outlet for that. Like, I know I can't do that with everybody, but I'll find the outlet for that. So yeah. Brilliant example, actually. And daddy has Sagittarius moon. So he's like, let's do things, you know, let's have an adventure, but it's not about really uh, processing and dialoguing and discussing what's going on, you know, no, no, it's like an actually in an opposition to it. Right. Exactly. The other thing I've seen that it helps them do as siblings is understand each other. Right. And right. even though, so they're still young, so it's still hard because Madeline's 11, Sophia's eight, but with the Gemini moon and then the Scorpio moon, when they're triggered, Madeline again needs to talk. Yes. Sophia yes. needs to like go yes. like in her yes. bed with covers or like on yes. me and not talk. I mean, it's like the last thing she wants to do. She can't, she literally can't yes. talk in those moments. Yes. And so Madeline would take that personally. Like, yes. why doesn't she talk to me? She's ignoring me. She, and that's like for Madeline, the worst thing ever. Like she's not talking back to me. So I've been able to help facilitate that better by understanding their moods. It's like, Madeline, she's not ignoring you. She's not be, trying to be mean to you. She literally just needs this space right now. She'll be ready to talk to you eventually, but just not right now. So come talk to me. <laughs> we can talk and let her have her space. And, um, and then it's, it makes it, so I'm not trying to force Sophia to talk in the moment either. It's not like, mm-hmm. Sophia, talk to your sister, talk exactly. to your sister. Why aren't you talking to your sister? Yeah. I don't need to do that. So, you know, this understanding on this level, yeah. and again, I've, I've only touched on the moon, yes. but it just, it brings so much. There's so much rich content right there. Yes, absolutely. And, and Natasha, why the moon? Like, so I know, you know, when we're children, we may be expressing certain parts of our chart a little bit more than when we're adults, you know, or like certain things are highlighted a little bit more. Well, like yes, I, the, moon, the moon is definitely highlighted uh, in the childhood. You know, they say the first seven years we are these lunar beings, you know, we are glued to, we still have this umbilical cord, you know, which moon represents, you know, the mother, the lineage, the ancestry, the womb, you know, all of that. Uh, so that's why uh, the moon is so prominent and it's a very vulnerable place. Uh, and then, you know, further on, we start also the south node of the moon I'm seeing is also pretty strong, you know, the south node of the moon and the, its ruler. So it's a, all the lunar theme. Uh, and then, you know, as we start growing into our bigger personalities, you know, where the more the, we become this um, sovereign, independent beings, you know, starting to, to acquire that kind of a persona, you know, we are growing more into all of the other aspects of the chart. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely so that the Mars is also prominent in the childhood, you know, and uh, it will take a full reading to understand the multi-layered, multi-dimensional personality uh, of the child, of each child. But yeah, the moon is definitely gives a very quick and easy key. And it's also a good a gateway 
to uh, give safety and comfort to the child, you know. Uh, comfort and safety is what the child needs growing up, the sense of support, the sense of being uh, uh, held, yeah. So each moon sign, as you say with your kids, for instance, each moon element will require a different approach to, to, to get that feeling of being held and understood and comforted. Yeah, you mentioned Gemini moon, so we have an air, you know, we have an air moon with Madeline, and even if she's fully upset and, and she's uh, just had a difficult experience, you talk through, right? Gemini. Yeah. You do it through communication, and that will be... Uh, um, common for all three uh, air signs, you know, moon and Libra and moon and Aquarius, a little bit differently. But yeah, you get to the child through communication. You know, with Gemini, you discuss, you have a rapport, you connect. Same with Libra moon, you know, you need to connect, you know, for the child not to feel abandoned or alone or misunderstood. While with... Uh, 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 um, Sophia, uh, Scorpio moon, which is a water sign. I mean, the, everything that happens needs time to be processed. It's not a mental like air or Gemini moon. It, it's water. It needs time. It needs to flow. It needs to, to, to settle in. It needs to integrate. It needs to be processed, you know? So for that, time is needed. Uh, and with Scorpio moon, even more so because the intensity of emotion is so strong that it's too overwhelming to even talk about it, yeah. right? Natasha, I'd love to go through all the elements and moon signs because I think you know, every parent out there, you know, whatever sign their child is, they, they want to understand it. Before we do that, so before we do that, can you just give a few more like tangible examples of how you've seen parents work with the astrology chart to understand their children and how that's affected like decisions they're making about their, mm. the, the children and, and how they're supporting them. Can you give a few more examples of that? Um, well, the examples are many, you know, from, from some more subtle things like changing attitude towards certain behavior in the child. Let's say the, the again, let's come back to the moon. Uh, we have a Taurus moon, let's say, child with Taurus moon, and then we work with the mother or the parents explaining the, uh, the challenges that the child might have with changing, for instance, all the time, the home or the school or whatever, and uh, their decision-making will be different. Uh, the, the way they, you know, structure their or plan their reality might adjust, you know, to, to that need for the child to have a certain stability we can for instance i had cases when we had to change school altogether you know uh, uh, we would have a highly supremely sensitive uh, boy for instance exposed to a lot of rougher style schooling you know with um, you know public school for instance and the um, the emotional system and nervous system of the child would be collapsing simply. So it, it was so 
contraproductive it's and, and and so traumatic to keep the child in that environment that for instance we decide we would decide i, would, I advise to try homeschooling and my goodness the child has cancer moon you know he is at home with the family exactly what cancer moon and so the learning opened up. I mean, the, the quality and the willingness to learn accelerated because the fear and contraction were no longer there. And then I had other examples when we would have to do the opposite. We would have, you know, super social child with a lot of elements that talk about need for stimulation, for instance, diversity, all of that, kept in a school with very limited exposure, you know, with very few kids, with very kind of a gentle kind of a environment, you know, and here was the child who's craving, you know, um, a large social structure. So we would do the opposite, you know, the decision would be taken to change the school to a public school, for instance, and then the child would, you know, blossom, hopefully. Based wow. on that. So, so from the, from the uh, emotional changes, you know, the way to support the child on a daily basis in terms of understanding to all the way to actually making radical decisions and changing, uh, making big changes in the child's life. All of that can be covered and unlocked by knowing astrological chart. You know, Natasha, it's, so it goes, like you're saying, from the subtle you know, emotional elements and the kind of way that we handle children when they're triggered or when they're feeling emotional or when they just, just in general, all yeah. the way to those really practical day-to-day decisions. Um, so it's, yes, the gift, the list, list of gifts is yeah. pretty endless. So we have had the pleasure of, well, I have had the pleasure of covering my children's moon signs. So we've talked about Gemini, we've talked about Scorpio, but what we're going to do next is go through the elements, all the elements, and just touch on every single um, moon sign that your child might have so that you can walk away with a few um, little pieces that you can implement immediately and, and see how this works for you. So Natasha, let's start with the element of air um, because we've already like covered some of it and um, just what, what else would you like to share about the element of air? Uh, before, before we go there, let me just remind everybody that, that this is a very general approach and uh, there is much more to the chart than the moon. Um, so we are just giving it a, a raw general information um, just to keep in mind, you know, there the can be factors in the chart that change the way the moon is behaving. So that is also to, to consider aspects, you know. So let's just remind ourselves that this is a raw basic general info. So the air, okay, so we already looked at your um, beautiful Madeline and we talked about Gemini moon, which all air moons will share that need to connect. Um, connect, connect mentally and be stimulated intellectually, um, you know, because air is all about communication. It's all about connectivity. It's all about establishing that bridge with other humans, right? Through 
conversation in Gemini through relating, through Libra, you know, through being a part of larger whole in Aquarius, that's how they express themselves. So with, with, with Gemini Moon, as we mentioned, you know, for instance, you can comfort the child with Gemini Moon by reading the child's stories, right? So with Gemini Moon, there is such a curiosity uh, and there is uh, such a comfort while being read to comfort in in steady influx of information let's put it from the mother because it's a moon right mm -hmm. now with libra moon libra libra moon will mm, not like to be left out libra moon will want to to be in any kind of relationship you know it's it's not the same as cancer moon we will go later to that but libra moon will need to feel that it's a part you know it has its little relationships here and there it has an ability to um to harmonize you know the libra moon will be very sensitive to relationship of parents you know to it, it will be noticing the conflict because it doesn't really feel comfortable it will seek it will seek you know that that also the physical beauty so definitely um you know paying attention to to the child's environment to the beauty uh, of the room to the smells and all of that it's a very gentle moon it's very uh friendly both gemini and and, and all air moons will be super friendly uh, and with aquarius aquarius is an interesting moon because it will um, rebel to the mother in a way. You know, Aquarius will want to break out. So the conflict, certain conflict with the mother can be uh, almost necessary for the child to assert its uniqueness, but it's also a very mental moon as well. So it will thrive in a large maybe group of friends, you know, so early establishment of early friendships, you know, wherever they, whether it's kindergarten or, 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 or um, primary school or further down the road, bringing friends home, you know, sleepovers, all of that. So, so air, connectivity, that's the comfort zone, right? Talking things through, understanding, like explaining to the air moon why things are this way like you explain to your to your child madeline why is the sister behaving this way you actually use the mental uh, 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 bridge for her to see and integrate the personality of of sister um yeah so that, that those are basically ba those basic kind of things to keep in mind engaging the child into relatedness astrology readings are basically a spa day for your soul because just like a spa day an astrology reading will cleanse your mind and leave you feeling refreshed and renewed astrology readings can tap into the deepest parts of your soul and provide you with awareness and perspective to navigate your path ahead. And just like how masseuse needs and massages muscles, our trusted astrologers are here to work their magic and provide personalized insights to tackle life's challenges head on. As Mother's Day approaches, you may be thinking about what to give those special moms in your life this year. So why not consider gifting a spa day for the soul 
one that offers long-lasting insights and clarity. Astrologer Connect is the only online network of trusted and highly skilled astrologers providing astrology readings through phone call, video chat, or text. This new platform is designed to pair people with top-tier astrology experts with diverse specializations so they can get more clarity and direction. At Astrologer Connect, we make gifting astrology readings super easy, no matter your budget, availability, or the type of reading you're looking for. With reading topics ranging from love to wellness to career and finance, we have something for everyone. And if you're not quite sure which astrologer is the best fit, just take our five question quiz to find the perfect match for a truly personalized and unforgettable gift for your loved one. So. If you're ready to make this Mother's Day as special as she is, give her the gift of lasting insights and clarity. Simply go to astrologyhub.com forward slash connect and gift your astrology reading today. Wishing you a wonderful Mother's Day. Yeah, now let's, let's take water as is your second child Sophia is water moon so what do we have here we we got a a, a very sensitive emotional body of course like with water with any water so whereas when when the air uh, 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 moon will want to connect in for instance in the time of being upset or uh, traumatized or challenged or being just comforted and be and feeling safe the water moon, will need to process it will need to to just stay in the emotion um you know the cancer moon you know don't tell cancer moon to stop crying it needs to flow out you know if you know that that your child has cancer moon just let it just flow let it just go uh, and take the time it needs, you know, and the Cancer Moon child will need a certain pace of their own, you know, because it needs to process and integrate the environment in a certain way, yeah? And with Scorpio child, um, as I said, with Sophia, the emotions are so strong that it's overwhelming, can be overwhelming for the small body to contain and process all of that. So it also takes time. And it, there is also an ability uh, or need to actually keep them inside. That's why with a Scorpio child, parents will uh, sometimes not know the, the level to which the child is actually traumatized or suffering or in pain. You know, and uh, that's why with Scorpio Moon is very important to establish intimate connection. You know, not doing the, the the family discussions or you know bringing in other people to have this one-on-one, -on -one, very very intimate, very safe. That's the nurturing for Scorpio Moon, and then the child can actually share and disclose and understand their own emotion and their own emotional body and start dealing with that. Uh, it can be very easily traumatized by seeing, uh, you know, cruelty or, or difficult things to digest on, uh, on screen, for instance, just like Pisces. Let's take Pisces. Same thing. It's such an impressionability with Pisces. 
it's such an absorbability that being aware of the energies that you create uh, both within the home and, and the environment you put the child in are super critical because the Pisces moon will absorb stuff and all kinds of energetic entity or negativity without even noticing that. And it will not even know why it all of a sudden got depressed or is struggling with something. Well, there is something in the classroom or something that is affecting its psyche, you know. That's why for, for Pisces moon, it's super important to have quiet home, to have peaceful home without stimuli like with Gemini moon, right? It's quite the opposite. The system needs to unload. It needs to recharge, you know, music, serenity, peacefulness, all of that to restore the child's nervous system. So we have quite a difference here uh, between the air moon and, 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 and water moons, of course. And, and you see how knowing that the parents can support and and create that supportive safe container for the child to process the 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 all the experiences in a much better way let's where do we go next fire and fire. and just be, before you dive into the element in general what are the signs that are fire so we have aries moon and aries we have leo moon and leo and we have sagittarius moon and sagittarius Okay, so here we have, we got fire, child with fire moon is going to be very different from child with uh, um, uh, water moon, of course. There is, the energy is so high, the excitement is always there, the emotional body processes the experiences and emotions rather fast. And of course, because it's fire, it needs its outlet, right? Because we're talking about moon, so it's an emotional body. So there is a strong reactivity, right? But then there is, it doesn't dwell. Let's say Scorpio moon, for instance, talking about Scorpio again, it will dwell. Cancer moon, it will stay it will stay and stay and remember, you know, well, let's say, let's say moon and Aries, it will blow up like a match stick, you know, it will fire up because reactivity is so strong and yet as fast it will go away. However, it needs to blow up. It needs to react, you know, and if it doesn't, the emotional body doesn't, it gets stifled and, and it doesn't have an outlet, a healthy outlet to process the experience. That's why I think I mentioned something, you know, a tantrum, a temper tantrum as a reaction with anger as a part of it is actually not such a bad way, you know, of course, not to excess. And, of, and that I don't mean that there shouldn't be a discipline around it and the boundaries and awareness of how other people respond to that. However, you know, every smooth child will need to get angry to get over. If you want your child to get over this experience or be upset, let it burn. Well, it's almost like teaching them a healthy way to burn through the anger. So it's exactly. like, when you feel that anger, go into your room, pound on your pillows and you know, be in there for 10 yes. minutes and then come out. 
Yes, you can actually help the child to understand how it works. Yeah. So the child further down in life can take it in their own hand and knowing, okay, now the anger is coming and being able to channel it in kind of like more socially uh, <laughs> acceptable way. Well, just so they don't hurt people, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and be aware that then people know it's not personal. Right. Right, because ultimately with Aries Moon, it's all about themselves. The Aries Moon child will, it's all going to be about them. Uh, uh, it's all going to be, uh, you know, it's, it's such a deeply personal uh, 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 moon, you know. So, yeah, attention. There will be strong craving for attention and craving for independence, which should be supported sooner or later. Uh, and the same, very same, similar with Leo Moon. The, the, the need for attention is just goes like uh, through everything. And the need for attention, the need to be seen, the need to be praised, the need to uh, uh, feel that the eyes and energy are, of people are, are, are directed towards oneself. That's the comfort zone. Uh, therefore, the need to excel, you know, uh, uh, so, so what, what do you do? I mean, you definitely do support um, uh, the child by, by, by praising, not overdoing it, but giving that food, you know, for the creativity and confidence in one's creativity to grow, right? Uh, you know, I'm just thinking about those parents, you know, old school parents. What do you think the world revolves around you or whatever? Yes, the <laughs> world does revolve about me, around me. So, yeah, and play, of course. Uh, we, we deal with fire. We deal with play. We deal with excitement. Uh, you know, the child, again, how do you nourish that? How do you calm the child or, 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 or help the child get over the, the trauma or whatever, something difficult, you invent the play, you bring in some new, you, with Aries Moon, you detract the attention, you know, because that attention will go instantly. And the same with Sagittarius Moon, excitement, excitement, uh, adventure, you know, uh, sense of being in that place of constantly exploring something, looking forward to explore something. That's why with the Sag Moon, got a lot of freedom to explore. It's a very, like, it's a very upbeat kind of positive, so it will, it will not dwell on the negative, you know, events or, or, or like, uh, like a water moon or maybe some other, you know, or Capricorn. Moon. It will want to just, like, get it over with because it runs on certain positivity and it needs to look forward and discover you know new things it needs to blow things up you know it needs to tell you what just happened at school that it's way bigger than it actually was but it blows it up because it finds nourishment through that excitement through the sense of just having been a part of huge adventure Right, so you for Saj Moon, you have so many plays at home, so many games, you know, or you create something where you are like traveling together to foreign lands, you know, the books which so open. Yeah, what? It's so cute. I love it. I just I love all the the way these different moons express themselves. It's it's precious. 
yeah, it is very precious. It's so much fun. And when you have several children, I mean, then you take in consideration all these um, uh, proclivities and all these comfort zone and tendency, and you create, you know, maybe a few different environments. Yeah. So that all children are nurtured differently in their needs. Okay. So what do we have left? We have earth. We have earth. Okay. So what we think about, what, what do we think about when we say earth? We, we feel groundedness, right? We feel solidity. So with earth, we're thinking of giving the child a, 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 like a really solid safety, both in one's presence, availability, but also in the home, you know, certain routine, you know, like stability, uh, a sense of continuity, you know, like try to bring routine into every small child. It will never work. You know, it will go crazy. The child will feel suffocated. A routine is what we like with Earth Moon because then we can predict in a certain predictability and there is safety in that, right? So I already mentioned the Taurus moon, you know, like that case when we have a family moving around and the child literally was going sick. Mm. So stability, yeah. Um, stability, uh, uh, um, physical presence, physical touch, you know, just holding. There is no way to hold a, a Taurus moon child too much. Just, it's impossible, yeah? And when the words are not necessary, like with Aries Moon, you hold, you comfort, you create comfort, you just like, you know, um, beauty as well as with Libra Moon, uh, all of that, you know, a little bit of luxury for Taurus Moon, a yumminess, all of that. Like touch, having the smell of like baking. Oh, bread. the smell of baking yeah. bread and the yeah. cookie. Oh yeah, it's a sense of, sense of peace it's a sense that everything is fine you know and of course taurus moon will be very attached to the mother very attached no matter what no matter what the chemistry is no matter what relationship there is strong attachment so separations are not easy yeah and um, they impact the child uh, deeper than the child is even aware of so if there is any change coming, for instance, the child needs to be prepared for it, slowly introduced to it, right? That's with the Taurus moon. With Virgo moon, also the structure, but also the, 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 the mental stimulation, and because we're talking about Virgo, you know, there is a Mercurial side to that. Uh, understanding how things work also, both on the physical level and... Um, psychological level you know getting to understand stuff you know even getting to understand the emotion you know would work with that with the virgo uh moon child you know creating the environment where the child can have an outlet to learn how they work to to build things up and then deconstruct them again you know just to build them up again you know the process of uh, understanding the, what makes things work, inviting the child to help, you know, is making the Virgo moon child feel included and loved. Mm. 
you know, being a part of and being useful and actually having a role, uh, you know, and helping the mother, for instance, it's a moon, right? So helping mama gives that kind of a sense of accomplishment. And, and with the Virgo, we always have that insecurity which lies beneath, you know, the Virgo energy. So giving an extra um, compliment or praising, you know, praising for skills, cultivating this multi-skilled child, being also physically active, using the body. Yeah, yeah. Way too many Virgo kids, you know, like if I do Virgo um, moons with, with adults, of course, the way too many have been so badly criticized in, in the childhood. And it can happen that the critique itself was not was was just maybe the average in those times but it will land on virgo moon child which who filters everything that comes to it in terms of uh, uh praise versus uh lack of uh, or certain inadequacy it will hear it more and therefore it absorb it will multiply it you know it will uh, develop much more easy that that, that lack of self confidence. So being aware of the uh, words spoken, yeah. Uh, and so with Capricorn Moon, it's that's an interesting moon because they're kind of little adults. Uh, you know, they're born. There is certain emotional maturity uh, already in childhood, and the child might seem that he or she is already kind of so grown up, you know, handles things, takes responsibility, takes care of stuff. But it can be a little bit deceptive because um, the Capricorn moon child might display that it doesn't need to be nurtured because it got it, you know, it got a handle on it and it's kind of emotionally independent, but it actually all it craves is, is uh, love. Uh, you know, with the Capricorn moon, we have an uh, emotionally um, resilient child, but also uh, there is certain pain, could be karmically, could be, you know, other lifetimes, but there is certain, you know, fear, let's say, of displaying the emotion. So that the attention needs to be paid to that from the child. And, and the Capricorn moon will love spending ch uh, time, for instance, with adults. You know, whether you take a Leo kid, let's say, and you bring it to kids and, and other kids and it becomes like a, like a central, uh, uh, like a leader or, or show, the, the Capricorn moon will love to spend time with grandparents, for instance, learning from adults. It will feel more comfortable with adults sometimes, more even when, when, with the kids. And with Cap Moon, you want to have a, routine you want to have a structure and schedule and you also want discipline you know try to discipline again i'm, I'm referring back to let's say cancer moon or, or or aries moon it's just gonna be so much you gotta get to it in a different way but capricorn moon child will appreciate that you give those boundaries <laughs> that you will tell him that at six o'clock we have this and at nine and that's it that's the rule <laughs> Oh my gosh, Natasha, this is, and that is, it is so rich. We just spent what, like 15 minutes. And not only is there 
so much gold in there for parents with their children. But I can also feel this process happen for the adult. It seems like just hearing about your moon and how you may have been as a child and what you might have needed is healing in and of itself. Exactly. And so I, I just, I want to thank you so much for dedicating so much of your, your attention and your heart to the children because it's actually hard to find. I don't know uh, uh, all of you out there, if you've, there aren't a whole lot of astrologers that focus um, on children. And I don't exactly know why that is. And maybe we can explore that another time. But um, the fact that you do, Natasha, is such a gift to all of us. So thank you. I would love to hear from all of you out there too. I have this dream of doing some sort of workshop or some sort of mini course because that was just the moon. Can you imagine if we right. would go into Saturn, if we go into the sun, I mean, the sun sign and understanding that the nodes, you know, I, some of the things you've told me about Sophia and Madeline's South nodes, it, it's so helpful to just understand where they're coming from and why they might be expressing certain things right now when they're little. Is there anything else you'd like to leave parents or children of parents, which all of us are. Um, is there anything else you'd like to leave us with at this point? Um, well, I would like to tell all the parents that you're doing a great job. <laughs> uh, you're doing an amazing job and um, there is more that can be done. <laughs> so if you are open-minded, if you're acquainted with astrology and if you've seen the uh, uh, support and um, uh, uh, amazing information that astrology reveals to all of us, then you definitely uh, are invited to proceed this exploration, to look at your children's chart, to look at your parents' child, uh, charts even, to understand how were they as children. You know, this goes vast. This goes way beyond just a child. We're just starting, you know. So, um, yes, uh, consider um, including astrology in, in your parenting world and, um, yeah, um, stay open-minded, um, open-hearted, and the rest will be just beautiful. Thank you, Natasha. I can't, I'm, I'm thinking of a few other things that'd be so interesting to cover um, maybe next time, but the... Uh, the, the reason, one of the reasons why parents end up having children that are so different from them and right. where, where the lessons are for us in right. that, a whole right. other episode that we can, we can do another time. But thank you so much again. It's been such a pleasure to be here with you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Such a joy to be with you. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, everybody. Wasn't that absolutely amazing? Isn't Natasha so just lovely and gracious and insightful? I hope that you're walking away from this episode with lots of tools and insights and perspective that will help you not only support and nurture yourself through these really uncertain times, but also that will really help you hold the children in your life. So thank you so much for tuning in. Before I say goodbye, I just wanted to highly recommend checking out Natasha's work. You can go to natashaalter.com. And if you have any big decisions you're making about next year for your children, about where to move, you know, where to live, anything like that. She is such an incredible resource. I just made a huge decision about our children's schooling for next year. We've been in the same school system for nine years, and we've decided to join a homeschooling community, which I would 
have never thought I would say those words, but that is the direction we're going. And I, of course, called Natasha up. I had her look at the, the girl's charts, and she was able to give me some insights about my oldest daughter's chart and the transits she'll be going through in the fall, which are really, really intense, but that are really going to help me put together like a resource pack for my daughter to navigate the really, um, really big energy that she's going to be navigating. And I know all these big transits, it's always an initiation. It's always an invitation, an opportunity. And if we know what the invitation, the opportunity is, we can step up and meet it. So um, Natasha's amazing. She is just uh, invaluable in my life and in the life of my children. And if you do have children in your life, I highly recommend checking her out. Okay. So also, have you checked out the Astrology Hub website lately? We have done a really big upgrade from what the, the site was before. So you can go to astrologyhub.com and check it out. One of the new features we have is our new and budding academy. So we have officially started the Astrology Hub Academy and we have a course catalog page there. So you can check out some of the courses and workshops that we're offering. We will be adding to our academy over the years and we actually have about 90 talks and workshops that we've done over the last five years that we cannot wait to share with you. It just takes some time to get them up. But in the meantime, check out the catalog and see if there's any courses on astrology that you would like to take that can, you can add to your toolbox. So that's astrologyhub.com. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for being here. I am so grateful that you're a part of our community. Thank you, as always, for making astrology a part of your life. I look forward to, to connecting with you on the next episode. Take care.